Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Rayma's Weekly Podcast. Um, today, we actually are recording on June the 10th. June the 10th. Um, it's like 91 degrees here in Tulsa, Tony. It feels like South Georgia. It feels like South Georgia. A little, little, bit, little bit warm out there, but, you know, I've actually been wearing my shorts. Um, you know, so that's been interesting. Interesting. That would be a word for it. Interesting. Well, well interesting part about it is, is so um, I don't have any shorts that fit, you know, because I lost so much weight. So it was, it was um, I went from a, I was wearing size 42 last year. Now I'm a 36 this year. So it's um, pretty wild. So I, right. I had to go buy some, some more, some new shorts in order to wear shorts. <laughs> but they're not short shorts. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that would definitely be interesting since that's the word. Anyway, you know, we are interesting people here on the podcast. We would love to hear from you. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us podcast at rhema.org. Rhema spelled R-H-E-M-A. And um, let us know how much you don't like the program, how much you like the program, or, you know, you can crap about it if you want to, because some people do. Um, also, <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time, you know. Some people don't like it that we're not that serious, Tony. Yeah, well. But we've actually been pretty serious on the last few podcasts. We did, we did some Bible teaching. We did Bible teaching. Yeah. You know, we, we do teach the Bible. Yeah. You know, we have fun, too. Um, but we also want you to like us on Instagram on, and Facebook. It's Raymond Podcast is, is there. And so, um, you know, we just like to hear from you. My name is Craig Hagan, and this is T-Mac, Tony McKinnon. And we're, you know, just happy to hear what you think about our podcast. So, you know. Email us and tell us. If we should call him Dr. C. Dr. C. Yeah, yeah, since he's got his doctorate. Dr. C. Maybe yeah. you should rap. Rap. Yeah, Dr. C. I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me there. Choking him up. All anyway, today in the program, he's going to be in really quiet over there. Um, we are interviewing Joe Dunnick. Joe Dunnick is one of our teachers here at Rama. He's also over our, our missions. Um, he's our missions director. He's over the mission school. All things missions. When you come to Rama, if you want to know anything about missions, it goes. You have to talk to Brother Joe about the, those things. Joe, welcome to the program. Oh, uh, thanks, Craig and Tony. Good to be with you guys. Yeah. So, so first of all, I mean, but you know, before we talk about what's going on now, um, tell us. I mean, what's your story? I mean, did you get saved at eight years old and, and all, all kind of things? And how did you end up here at Rama? I know many people know you. You know, you've been teaching here a long time. And so, but a, lot, but a of, lot of people don't know Joe. Joe's Joe's like a mystery. A mystery. <laughs> yeah, he's a phantom. He's my office mate over there, and yeah, yeah. He, people need to know Joe. Yeah. So, so long time getting to, getting, getting to know Joe. You know. I mean, who do you know if yeah. you don't know Joe? Yeah. Now, I remember yeah. as as a youngster seeing him, um, Joe and his wife Amy. They they were singing um, in one of the groups we had here at, at Rama. I think you might have been still Rama students mm-hmm. at the time, and. You know, everyone thought they looked like Ken and Barbie. I mean, it was just, um, you know, they, they were just a, a couple that everyone wanted to be They've like. matured now. They're yeah. Kenneth and Barbara. <laughs> Kenneth yeah. and Barbara. Your mom still jokes about us being Ken and Barbie, but I don't think hardly any of the students now know who Ken and Barbie are. <laughs> this, this is true. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah. You know, never mind. I, yeah, I was already fixing to go there, but we won't. <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't go there. We, you know, we live in a different day and age, yeah, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, anyway, tell us all about Joe. Tell us all about Joe. Um, well, interesting. Joe and Rama. I guess Joe and Rama starts where Joe came from. I'm I'm from Minnesota, West Central Minnesota, and last time I remember in our little town called Prinsburg, the population was 462. <laughs> wow, 
462 people in our little town, and it was a little Dutch community, and still is a little Dutch community. And uh, our world was, we had one church in the town, and it was called Christian Reformed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people down here don't even know what Christian Reformed is, but it's a, you would say it's a very strong Calvinist belief. When, when John Calvin wrote uh, everything that he wrote and put together the tulip, um, we had tulips all over our town. <laughs> hey, Joe, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but... But, pop- but you already did. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pop- population, as of 2019, there were 532 people oh. in, in, in Princeburg. It's a thriving metropolis We now. are seriously growing. <laughs> and, and you have an elevation of 1,099 feet above sea level. Oof. Oh, wow. That's so. pretty good since we are in the middle of the country, not close to an ocean. I wonder how they figured that out. And, and they have... So. A, um, they actually have a Lutheran church now in Prinzenberg. Th- that is not true. Is this what it's said? <laughs> <laughs> Fake news. Because these are there, these are events happening, you know, this week in Prince in Prinzenberg, and it's Redeemer Lutheran Church. Some having some kind of VBS night, so. which would be amazing since there is no Redeemer Lutheran Church in the town of Prinzenberg. <laughs> oh no, it's it's actually in Wilmer. Yes, and, Wilmer is the metropolis that we used to go to as kids because hey, they had I, a grocery store and they have a bowling alley. And upstairs, on the, upstairs of the bowling alley, my grandfather did a meeting. Um, there you go. And so I, I was there. <laughs> yeah, so Wilmer was the big town 17 miles away from us that we would go to for anything because our town didn't have a, a stoplight. We had a, a little grocery store and a post office. But that's kind of where I was raised. And um, our family was from there. And we had one church and we had one school. And the school was also a Christian Reformed school. We didn't even have a public school in our town. Hmm. and uh, But the center of uh, really our life there was the church. But the interesting thing about that was uh, how, how the church taught and what the church taught uh, was a very strong Calvinist belief system. And so in that, obviously, we read the Bible. We, we went to church all the time. We had catechism. Uh, everybody, everybody was involved with the church in our family. Uh, my grandparents lived there. There are four kids and 17 grandkids. And every Sunday morning you, you went to church and then you went to grandma's house. And then in the winter, in the winter, you had church at two thirty in the afternoon too. Wow. Oh, wow. In the summer, then it tw- switched to seven o'clock at night. But in the winter you did that because it gets so dark, so early, so early up there. And it used to be that the people with the horse-drawn carriages, not Marvin Yoder horse-drawn carriages. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you know, back years ago in the winter, it wouldn't be safe to travel. So you had, you had church in the morning, then you'd found family with lunch, and then you'd have it in the afternoon. So that was kind of the, the little world that I grew up in. And, um, yeah, it was a good little world. We believed the Bible as far as we knew. As far as we knew, yeah. And we, we worked hard, you know, as far as we li- knew. We lived by the golden rule, you know, treat others like you'd want to be treated and that type of thing. And then something interesting happened. When I was in middle school, we had someone come up to our area. So this is uh, about the mid-70s. Yeah. If you remember when Ramos started? Yeah. <laughs> so someone who was a graduate from the very first year of Rama, his name was Jim Caseman. All right, yeah. And uh, he came up to our area of the world, and we uh, started having a Bible study in our home. Mm. And I'm an eighth grader, 
Yeah. Well, go back just a little bit. My folks told me about this thing. So I have some family of four boys. I was a third of, of four boys. But my folks went to a Bible study in a neighboring town, and uh, they came and told us about it. Now, what we didn't know, and we found out later, that was that my mom had been seeking the Lord all these years, and she started to hear about the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and she got filled with the Holy Ghost by herself, speaking in tongues, pulling the sheet over her head in the bed, <laughs> because that wouldn't be appropriate. And um, so she was already filled with the Holy Ghost and was seeking the Lord, and, and her heart cry was always, there's got to be more, mm-hmm. there's got to be more. She was originally from Grand Rapids, Michigan, which was kind of the center of our denomination, and, you know, that's where her and my dad met at college in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And she moved to from a, a fairly thriving city down to a town of, you know, four to five hundred. And there she is. And before you know it, you got four sons and you're living in this little world going, is this all there is to life? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, her heart's cry was, you know what, there, there's got to be more. That was the one thing. And the other thing is, you know, I'm, I'm going to live my life like Hannah. I'm going to dedicate my kids to the Lord, and I'm going to do everything in my power to make them champions for the kingdom of God. Well, that was that was really weird thinking in that world. I mm-hmm. mean, that was that was very progressive. So she didn't announce that, but that was her commitment to the Lord. You know, just doing that. Hey, I've got these four kids. I don't know how to raise them. God, you're going to have to help me raise them. I'm dedicating them to you. And then my heart heart's cry is that there's got to be more. And in the search for got to be more. She uh, she met the Holy Spirit and then increased her appetite. So she was the one who probably then heard about, oh, what's this Bible study? And there was actually a man who was uh, my biology teacher in our little in our little Christian school, who was a friend of our families who first heard about these Bible studies. Well, then my folks went to them and they came home different people. It's like we have not we have not heard this before. And so then we started, you know, started to have Bible studies at our home. The very first one, I'm an eighth grader, uh, somebody who really enjoys sports, playing sports. It was a winter, so it was <laughs> basketball season, and I had an injury to my knee and was not able to play. And the very first Bible study we had at our home, Jim Caseman taught, and, and we'd never heard somebody teach so much Bible. You know, we, we kind of got the Reader's Digest condensed version yeah. sometimes in yeah. church. And, you know, people told stories and you'd pray for 10 minutes reading your prayer. But now here this guy is going on this. And, I mean, sharing so much scripture, we'd never heard anything like that before. Now, years later in talking with Brother Jim, we found out that basically he had Brother Hagen's books taped in his Bible. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all done that. <laughs> so, you know, so he was reading those, but, you know, it was life. It was yeah. amazing. And so I'm an eighth grader, and, and they're sharing about this. God is a good God. He's got a good plan for your life. You know, God is a good God. He doesn't do bad stuff. You know, look at the life of Jesus, how you know, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Ghost, went about doing good and yeah. healing all. all. <laughs> and we get to the end of that night, and, and he basically says, does anybody you know, have anything you would like prayer for? And I'm, here I'm a little eighth grader who can't play basketball. Because, uh, you know, got a knee injury. He's got a doctor's appointment the next day uh, to check it out. And I just said, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd like prayer. And he, he came over and talked to me and said, um, you, know, what do you, you know, what do you think God would want for you? You know, do you want, does he want you to have a, a happy life? You know, does he want you to have a life full of joy? And are you full of joy when you're, 
you're sitting watching everybody else play. No, I, I, th- I think I'd be more happy <laughs> if I was in, if I was in the game. And he said, well, the, you know, and he shared some scripture with me. He said, you know, do you believe you'll receive when I lay hands on you? And just, just kind of shared scripture. We'd never seen a scripture about laying on of hands. We'd wow. never heard of that. If we'd ever heard about something like uh, speaking in tongues, if we had ever heard about it, it happened on Pentecost and it was of the devil today. Mm. Uh, but he just said, you know, do you believe this? That, you know, that he'd want to heal you and that he would heal you. And I said, sure. And uh, he prayed for me and no lightning, no thunder, no anything, but went to the doctor the next day and they cleared me to play. Wow. <laughs> Hallelujah. <Amen. laughs> so in, in, I, in the Dunnick family, sports is, is, is pretty much, I mean, you guys are all athletes. Your kids are all athletes. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something we definitely enjoy and has been a big part of our life. And uh, so that was, you can think of an eighth grader, how impacting that yeah. would be. Yeah. And that, that started my relationship with Rama, in a sense, because we, then we heard of, of Brother Hagen, we heard of Pastor Hagen, we started seeing books. Um, I, I started reading books and really had an appetite for that. And um, through, my, you know, through my high school years, was involved in different organizations that were not necessarily spirit-filled, but were radical compared to us. Because in our church, the belief that we had was in the sovereignty of God, but what the sovereignty of God meant was that God did everything, planned everything, uh, enforced everything, and somehow or another it must be good. You know, and that included cancer and bus bus crashes and plane crashes mm-hmm. and earthquakes and all the other things in the in the you know acts of God category. <laughs> so I started seeing this. No, God is good, and good actually means good. Uh, we were we were raised in Isaiah 55, you know, his ways are higher mm-hmm. and his thoughts are higher, higher yeah. you know, so we just thought, well, that just means we can't understand it. And then, you know, we were, would hang out in Romans, you know, all things work together for good. So you just don't know it. So there's an interesting kind of faith in that that just says, you know what, God is in control. And interesting, in our circles, we sing some of those songs, too, when yeah. we... Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't really think God is in control. Well, what do, you, what do you mean by that? And when we started to hear that, yeah, God is in control, but he's, he, is con- he is controlled by his nature and his sovereignty is subject to the decisions he's already made. Right. And how he lives out his sovereignty is not by puppeteering us, but it's by you know giving us choices by doing the work that he did and hearing about the goodness of God was totally transformational for our family, and and what goodness looked like because we always believed if if someone would have asked us you know do you believe God is a good God we'd definitely say yes why because it's everywhere in the Bible yeah you know the Lord is good, good. Mm-hmm. you know I mean it's all there you know every good and every perfect gift we would believe we said we would believe that but you really never know what good looks like <laughs> you know because God you know he's mysterious and who can know the mind of the Lord we would forget to read on like in first Corinthians chapter 2 and said but we have the mind of Christ right. or yeah. it's been revealed to us by the spirit or Isaiah 55 you know as the rain <laughs> comes down you know that revelation right. can come so although his ways are high his thoughts are high uh he reveals himself yeah. to us by the spirit which those were all brand new thoughts and as a you know as a young person who was born again uh i just started on a path of of seeking the lord and sharing my faith with 
kind of one interesting story is when I was in high school, I was in a, in a singing group with Youth for Christ. And so we would travel to different churches, and we were a bunch of high school students, and uh, we would do that while we were scheduled to come to my church, my Christian Reformed church, oh, wow. where we believe in predestination. Yeah. <laughs> God chooses who go to heaven and who go to hell. And um, we're coming there on a Sunday night, and I'm just kind of unsettled all Sunday afternoon thinking, what are we, you know, we going to do here? How are we going to do there? Because sometimes we did altar calls with that, you know, that youth for Christ, similar to Campus Crusade. Yeah. And um, so we're in my home little church in my 462-member town on a Sunday night, and we get towards the end of our concert, and I'm a junior in high school, and I give an altar call. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe I thought about how significant it was, but mostly I didn't. I just thought, you know what, this is right. What if people don't hear and they go to hell? Yeah. And I had yeah. an opportunity to share something. So that night I did, <laughs> I did an altar call, and about three of my friends from school came up and got born again and I had no idea what was happening at the neighborhood cafe that next morning (laughs) (laughs) in a small town except that uh, yeah it it wasn't it wasn't pretty and who you know who could do this and I mean for for somebody who believes in predestination an altar call is pretty close to blasphemy Mm -hmm. it's heresy I mean it is who do you think you are to believe that you could decide what God is going to do with your eternity yeah I mean, and, and they are they are fully convinced people, and so was I until I saw you know both the goodness of God so full, uh, fully convinced that yeah God is going to do these things but we have a we have a responsibility we have a choice to make in this whether it's in healing whether it's uh, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit or whether it's being born again so that was uh, that was kind of radical into my high school and. Then I remember um, in the summer before, after my senior year, we had some friends who had come down to Rama and then had come come back to that area. And then also I had a brother who was going here. But after my senior year, I'm, I'm kind of planning where to go to college. And, and I remember, it was so funny one night, my dad just got frustrated because he was a business owner. He's got four sons. And so far... Uh, one has gone towards ministry, one's gone towards medicine. And I, since I'm 14 years old, you know, worked road construction, but now he's looking at this thing and, uh, done with my senior year. And I'm kind of planning to go to college and something came up and he got frustrated and he said, well, just go to Rama then. (laughs) (laughs) And I I looked at him, I said, what? I'm not. I'm not going to Rhema. I'm going to college because in our world, you know, you grow up and then you go to college and then you, you know, you do the rest of your life, whatever that is. But that yeah. was kind of like you breathe, you go to college. But I remembered that and uh, I thought of that years later because he probably knew things about me and seeing my heart and, you know, my passion and, and desire that his assumption would be, you know what? You're not going to be in business with mm-hmm. me. I know you're not going to be. You might as well just go now. <laughs> but <laughs> but I went on to college. I went to, I went on to college and didn't necessarily know what I was going to do, but just thought it was what I was supposed to do because in our world again, that's what you do. <laughs> that's what you do. And um, 
for our town, it was radical because I went to a Baptist college, <laughs> which was radical because those people believed that you could choose to get born again. So <laughs> that was already like way out uh, off on the deep end. I went to a Baptist college and um, yeah, just studied there. I studied biology there and was kind of leaving the door open for medical school if, if that would happen to happen. Um, and I got done, got done with college and uh, the, yeah. I think graduated on a, on a Saturday and on Monday got four wisdom teeth pulled and, oh, man. and Tuesday went with my dad 600 miles to a, a, a place where we were, our, the company was doing work and just started work. And I never returned to my house, never got my clothes, never got my car. <laughs> I just, I just went to work there yeah. and started, you know, started that part of my life. And still loving the Lord, doing things. Uh, it was a, a land development that had some things. We were still, I was doing some ministry and doing business. And a couple of years later, uh, got reintroduced to my wife, Amy. We had known each other in college, but had never dated or anything. And um, got reintroduced to her. And she came out and lived with me out uh, in South Dakota after we got married. And um, so we got, we got married in June and we're working full-time family business doing this uh, and that fall we got married in june and that fall we traveled with my brother guy who is a, a rhema graduate and a international minister mm -hmm. and uh, we traveled with him well, let me take let me swing back just a little bit after my freshman year of college uh, our college was on what was called a 414 plan so in, in the fall you took four courses then january you took one course and then the spring semester, you took four courses. So in, in January of my freshman year of college, I said, well, I'm going to go down and visit Guy in Tulsa. He's attending Rama. And uh, so I just like, yeah, I'm going down there. So I came down here for the month of January because he told me, yeah, you can't come to school with me, but you, there's this prayer and healing thing in the afternoon you could, you could attend. So I came and went to prayer and healing school down you know, at Rama during my freshman year of college and came and Brother Hagen every day, said, open your Bibles to Mark chapter five. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, after the th second day, I'm like, I wonder if he knows anything else. <laughs> after the third day, after the first week, second week, all four weeks, every day, he opened to Mark chapter five and I never got it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if he was just talking about the woman with the issue of blood to see if maybe I would catch it, but I was here a whole month and I just kind of went, Hmm. And I think that kind of even put a little taste in my mouth about maybe if this is all they know is one chapter of the Bible, I don't know if it's that great. <laughs> so I went and finished college, went on working in business, got married. And then um, the, the fall, and that was the fall of 1986, uh, traveled for about eight weeks with my brother over, over in Europe, Amy and I did. And we were basically his, his helpers and we sang a little bit with him and, and came back. And then we came to satellite seminar mm. right yeah and uh used to get those i had those on vcr tape back yeah. in those days <laughs> late january of um 1987 and my folks you know they loved the lord and and they i i believe they wanted me to do whatever god would want me to do but at the same time you got that thing in there about you know you're working with the family the business was a great business um the, it was a partnership with the family to make money to put into the gospel. So, I mean, that's, that's very pretty noble. Mm -hmm. But um, we, we came, and actually my wife and my mom came for the whole week. 
and my dad were working. We came down here maybe Thursday, Thursday afternoon, attended Thursday night and Friday night. And I remember Saturday morning in, in bed and I think the Sheridan Marriott, something, whatever the, whatever was called over on uh, Lewis. Okay, uh, yeah, which I think it switched names a few it's different switched, times. It's, it's been all kinds of <laughs> yeah. names, but it's, I, it's a Marriott. I think the Marriott again. I think uh, it started to be in the Marriott when it first, but it's been. I'm not sure what what names, but yeah. Yeah, but I remember there Saturday morning, and I'm awake in bed, and my wife is over here, and uh, I forgot to tell you she's pregnant now. All right, and um, I look over at her and I say, um, I think we're supposed to come to Tulsa and she didn't even look at me she's just looking straight up at the ceiling goes and she goes mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> because the Lord had been dealing with yep. her yep. all you know all week long about this but she's not going to say nothing I mean she yeah. is not going to be responsible for whatever is going to potentially happen in our family so the reason I remember it was in January is because my birthday is in early February so we were, um, you know, working with a family business and my folks, and we were out for my birthday. And by this time, I had kind of digested this for a couple of weeks and kind of going, okay, what does that mean, Lord? I mean, my dad said years ago, just go to Rama. Well, okay, now it feels like we're supposed to go to Tulsa for a time of training for whatever is next. I mean, I don't have full-time ministry. I don't have anything. I just go, you know what? If we're going to live in this world, we should probably have a great biblical foundation. And this is somebody who grew up in a Christian home, Mm -hmm. Christian school, Christian college, all that. But I'm thinking I need a a deeper and broader foundation for life. And um, so we're out for my birthday. (laughs) And um, we're about halfway through the meal. And I just go, yeah, seems like a great time to just kind of share from my heart. (laughs) And, um, I said, yeah, you know, just thought we'd let you guys know that, uh, we, we feel like we're supposed to, uh, go to Tulsa for a time of training to kind of to set apart a time for whatever we do next in life. You know, and it just sounded so great when I rehearsed it. (laughs) and uh, my dad i can still see him he had a fork in his hand with a piece of steak on the fork and that steak never made it to his mouth (laughs) because the fork got set down on the plate and that meal was over Mm. oh wow it it was done nothing else was said nothing was talked about we kind of you know raised eyebrows and wondered what to do got up went home and the next morning I went over to my folks, you know, cause I was going to go to work with my dad at six 30 or something. I get over there and go in the house and he's sitting at the kitchen table with a yellow memo pad with about five pages turned over and every page is full of, have you considered this? Have you considered this? Have you considered this? Have you considered this? Wow. Have you considered this? And I just said, well, let's, uh, let's start at number one. You know, let, let, let's, 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 let's answer them because yes, I have considered this, but what we have on our heart. Yeah. We know we're young and married. We're 24, 25 years old. My wife is pregnant. We've got a job and we got a house and we've got, got free vehicles. And yeah, we feel like we're supposed to go to Tulsa for a time <laughs> of training. And, uh, yeah, so that was pretty, that was pretty interesting. So that was February. So we finished working there and, and what we were doing. And, uh, on August 5th, our son Luke was born. And on September 3, we drove 900 miles to Rama 
That was after Amy went back in the hospital for a DNC because she was hemorrhaging. So this is all oh, wow. within like about three wow. weeks. We move here and start Rama. And so I'm in first year. Amy's not attending school because we got a one month old, and she's got him in his little car seat carrier coming every day to prayer and healing school. Amen. And um, wow, just a, just incredibly impacting time. Um, you know, for for us. The Rama teaching in the classroom was awesome, but being part of prayer and healing school, uh, watching Brother Hagen pray, listening to him pray, um, being forced into corporate prayer, which to this day is not my favorite. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, and I, I'd rather pray by myself in a closet. Very uncomfortable when you're not used to something like that. Going, can this can this really be God? This is so different. How our is 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 this right? Is this appropriate? But just just sitting there and and being a part of that and learning and yeah, and then you know going through that first year and then you know telling my parents you know what um, I think we're supposed to go another year and <laughs> do not hold the place for us in the business because we wow. we don't know we don't know where we're going mm -hmm. or what we're doing but we're happy in a little apartment in Tulsa. With, you know, with our, with our little person, I went and that summer I went, went and worked with the business for a hundred days, you know, le left the day after graduation, came back the day before registration, and then basically said goodbye to, to that family, to the business part of it mm -hmm. without a plan and wow. came here. And then Amy went to, went to school second year. Uh, well, she went f her first year during my second year. And probably this is one of the, the most, I don't know. One of the most valuable things to me when in my Rama experience as far as attending school. So I'm second year. Uh, I'm in the pastor's group because I don't know what else to go in. Yeah. I mean, back there, the application had a thing. When did you know you were called into full-time ministry? <laughs> well, I said, I don't. I didn't. I assumed I wouldn't have got accepted, but they still yeah. accepted me. I couldn't figure out why because <laughs> I didn't know that. But now I'm in second year. Amy's in first year, and um, and she's pregnant. And that fall, she starts hemorrhaging. She's mm. probably three months in, and goes to the doctor, and he said, "Yeah, honey, um, you've most likely miscarried already." Oh man! And see, so here I'm second year school. Amy's first year, and for about the next two weeks, every day. In class, some teacher is talking about miscarrying, mm. talking about you, you, you will not cast your young, you, your, your child will, will come to be out of whatever class it's in. Somebody's talking directly to Amy about Hans. It's mm. amazing. And so we came to Rama for life training and that's what we really feel we got. Yeah. And uh, Hans, Hans just got married on May 1st. He's 31 years old today <laughs> and just a joy. Uh, but I, I, I really believe we would not have him if we hadn't been sitting in class, if we hadn't gone to prayer school, if we hadn't left other parts of life that yeah. seemed logically appropriate and noble and God-honoring but we just had to to step away from that, and uh, yeah. I, so I, you know, how, how can you thank 
uh, a, a place? How can you thank God? How can you thank the spirit of God? Um, how can you thank men and women of God who are willing to, to follow the leading of the Holy ghost in classes to build faith, to help her, her stand. I mean, I, I would say I, w- I am not the reason that Hans was born. I mean, I, I was doing my best to stay in neutral yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. just seriously. And Amy grabbed on like a bulldog, but her, her assistance from the word was by the spirit from instructors. Yeah. And that's just something now, uh, you know, we can never be too grateful for. That's just incredible. I yeah. mean, like you said, you know, I think your story is pretty amazing. Um, like I said, you didn't necessarily feel a call to ministry when you came to Rama, although you've been in the ministry, you just felt called that you just needed something else. You, you needed a foundation, you know, in, in Christ. And uh, there's probably a lot of listeners out there that are probably kind of the same boat you guys are in. You, know, you have a job, you have a house, and you know, you're supposedly doing things good, but you know, maybe not doing what God really wants you to Something's do. Missing. Something's missing. You know, like my grandfather always talked about taking a bath with your socks still taking on. Taking a shower with your socks yeah, on. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it just doesn't seem right. So maybe you're out there listening, you're thinking, you know what, I need that same foundation. Whether I'm called to ministry, whether I'm going to go back in business, doesn't really matter. There's a foundation that I need. I just encourage you to go to your computer, go to your smartphone, go to rbtc.org. Um, you can you know, find all kinds of stuff about Rama. Also, give us your information. Give us your email. Give us your phone number. We're going to have one, one of our student ambassadors give you a call, tell you about Rama. Try to set up a visit to come to campus, you know, and, you know, maybe Rama is the place for you. Or maybe you're out there and you're like, I know I'm called to ministry. I, I've just kind of just been doing my own thing, but I know God has a call for me. Then check out Rama Bible Training College, rbtc.org. And actually, you'll have all of us as your, as your instructors yeah, around here at Rama. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, to me, I there there is not a person on the planet that I would not recommend to come and set apart two years of your life to build a foundation in, in your life in the Word of God. And I think Rama is just Rama is incredible that way. I mean, I would go back today and and take courses that I you know wasn't very awake. You know, you got yeah <laughs> got, ki- got kids and, yeah. and yeah. you're doing life and you're running fast. Um, courses that we have here today, even our extended studies uh, for additional for ministry training and things like that, our, our biblical studies course as a, a third year course. If I could, if I could go today, just set apart nine months, I would go and take that again, just because the word is, the word is powerful. The word yeah. is sharp. The word is valuable. The word is life changing for us personally, but also for anything we do in any, um, facet of life. And, uh, Craig, I think your dad is so good at saying we need strong faith filled Bible believing believers in, in, in the business world, in politics, in medicine, in home care, in every area, every, every of, life. area of life. Yeah. You know, and, and I said, whether a lot of people think, well, I have to be called to ministry to go to Raymond. No, you should be called to life. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and you know, it, it will help you you know, attain what you need to in life because life is more than just having a house, having a car, having, having, you know, kids and two and a half dogs or what, whatever the average mm-hmm. American family has, yeah. you know, you know, life is about changing somebody else's life as, as well. You know, as far as being a Christian, you know, being Christ-like and go out to the world. And I, and I think, you know, also too, and, and I know obviously you, you know, your, your family company, you know, 
God does need businessmen, yeah. you know, and like I said, I know, I know one, one of you guys, you know, your company, you know, you, you believe in, in being prosperous so that way you can help the gospel being proclaimed all over, all over the world. And, you know, I think that's, that's just, you know, awesome. I mean, God needs some, some Christian businessmen. But I, I think, you know, more than any right now, we, we know he needs some Christian politicians, you know, <laughs> you know, and I know, you know, sometimes that sounds, that sounds like, well, Christian politics or whatever. But you know what? If we only have worldly people in the political scene, that means that, you know, our, our, our politicians are the ones that govern us and we need people that are Bible believing. I mean, I think that's, you know, one great thing about the state here, state of Oklahoma right here is that that. Our our governor, Governor Stitt, is a PK. He he grew up in church all his life. I mean, his dad retired from Pastor and Assembly of God Church there in Norman, Oklahoma. I mean, you know, it's you know he him and I can relate on, on a lot of different things, and you know, and and I think that's it's it's been been awesome to to have that, and had, had the chance just a um, couple of weeks ago to go pray with him at the governor's mansion, you know, and it's it's pretty awesome to be to be, you know, praying in other tongues with the governor, you know, <laughs> and, and a number of other pastors. I mean, it's just, it's just pretty incredible. And we need more people like that. Now, he actually wasn't in politics. He was a businessman. And God called him to, 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 to run. And, you know, so it doesn't matter what, what you feel, you know, maybe you don't even have to have know what the future is. Like, you, you didn't know the future. When, mm-hmm. when you and Amy, you know, you just made a commitment to come here and, you know, didn't have a clue. And especially probably didn't think all these years later you would still be here, you know, but, you know, you're, you and Amy are, are integral parts of, of this ministry and have been for a long time. In fact, um, you know, you might have Miss Amy as one of your teachers if you come, especially if you teach us biblical studies and mm-hmm. the worship school and things like that. And you'll always see her. She's always around the music area doing all kinds of things and, you know, and. You know, they still look, look like Ken and Barbie to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I better add one thing here before we get done is my folks were all in with our life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was an adjustment time. It was challenging. And when you go from working 80 hours a week together to living apart, uh, you can say, well, let's just keep it the same. But it's not the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's an adjustment and there's a, a transition of life that has to happen. But uh, my folks love Rama. They've sent dozens of people to Rama. Um, you know, three, three out of their four kids have attended Rama, and four out of four are, you know, would be Rama doctrinally sound mm-hmm. type yeah. of people. So, um, you know, the story of my dad putting it, dropping his fork, that wasn't the end of the story. Right. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was, uh, that was a challenge. Yeah. And, and for them to walk by faith, uh, into their business, into, you know, the next steps of life. And that was, that was hard for them because, uh, I, I made a choice and, you know, we could say, well, it was the Lord, but yeah, I, I made a choice that radically impacted his life. Uh, in his business. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now all these years later, I actually have great relationships with my cousins. And since my dad went home to be with the Lord, I'm actually working with them in, in, in several different things. Um, even now while I'm, while I'm here at Rama. So it's, it's not a family that, that, you know, God didn't, uh, find a way to bring glue 
and and strength and support too. But uh, yeah, we had a, a turn in the road, and, and sometimes uh, you you better you better make that turn or you're off the cliff. Uh, mm-hmm. Fortunately for you know f- for our family, we didn't go off the cliff, and their yeah. their support of of the kingdom and their their love of Rhema and their love of the Word of God was. Uh, you know, was very, was and is very strong. So, and you know, the one thing that we respect about your parents is, you know, even though that you and your brothers are not working in the business or what, even though that was kind of not, you know, it would have been their plan, but they did realize, you know, that God's plan was bigger than their plan. And, you know, and like I said, they have been huge supporter of, of Rama all around the world. Um, you know, just, you know, they've been a blessing to us. And, you know, like I said, they were, they're, they're sold out, you know, you know, Ramo. And, you know, so some people might, you know, the way you, you kind of tell the story, yeah, dad's mad at me. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He wasn't. Well, mad and at your, your mama's Hannah prayer, mm-hmm. pretty yeah. evident. The fruit of that has been borne out. And you so guys, you're saying life. it was her fault. It was her, <laughs> it's you know, all her <laughs> fault. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, 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 you know, like I said, all of your, you know, even, you know, your one brother who, who's a medical doctor, he also has medical missions and all kinds, you know, he's real involved in the ministry you know, as well. So it's like, you know, it's saw the fruit of, of, of her prayers, like yeah, you said. Absolutely. And you're out, you know, doing God's God's plan and God's purpose. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, we'll, Joe's going to come back for the next program, but, you know, we're going to end in this program. Uh, once again, if you're out there and, like I said, you might be going through a transition in life or, or maybe you just don't feel like that, you know, you have all of God's plan, you know, for your life yet. Rama Bible Training College, rbtc.org. Just encourage you to go to the website, um, look at the information there, um, fill out, give us your information, and we're going to have one of our student ambassadors give you a call and maybe set up a time for you to come and take a tour of Rama. Because I think, you know, one thing, too, it just seems once you come to campus, that's when really God talks to you about, you know, coming to Rama. Like, you know, Joe was talking about, you know, coming, you know, you know, the times in prayer and healing school, and then, you know, maybe the first time when he ever, Mark chapter five every day wasn't the real good, but when he came back to a satellite <laughs> seminar we had, and it was during that satellite seminar where God spoke to him more. So, you know, maybe, maybe camp meeting might be good coming up, you mm-hmm. know, July the 25th um, through the 30th, um, you know, is, is camp meeting um, 2021. And if you're planning to attend, you, you might want to get your hotel reservations yeah. because all, all the hotels are booking up around here. And so it's, um, kind of crazy. But Seems there's some things going on in July. Yeah, things going on in July. Hey man, well we're going to end today's podcast like we in every podcast here at Raymond. We're bringing hope, hope, hope and, and healing, healing to the, the world. world.